Hi, I love horror, do you? Welcome to Love Horror Podcast, Episode 8. (gasps) Last time I took a look at five horror movies set around summer camps or camping, such as The Burning from 1981 and Camp Blood from 2000. This time, I was going to be look, continuing to look at the trivia from the Friday 13th movies like I have done so previously. However, I have an interview for you this time with the writer of the upcoming slasher film Dismembering Christmas from Slasher Studios. In next week's episode, I will be doing the trivia from Friday 13th movies part 7 and part 8 but we're going to skip those this week and move that to next week. This is the 8th episode of Love Horror Podcast, and if a statistic that I've heard is accurate, that is quite an accomplishment, as I've heard that the average podcast doesn't do more than 7 episodes, so we are now on number 8, which is pretty cool. Alright, time for the pre-recorded interview. He starts off by introducing himself and Slasher Studios' second feature film. Hello, my name is Kevin Summerfield, and I am the executive producer as well as the writer of Dismembering Christmas. Dismembering Christmas, our holiday slasher to hopefully end all holiday slashers. It's a horror movie that just kind of has fun with all of the the makings of the typical holiday slasher, uh, very much in the same vein of Halloween or Black Christmas or pretty much all of the classic 70s or 80s horror movie-type tales. We just wanted to make a, a slasher movie that was just, at the end of the day, uh, one to have with. And with Dismembering Christmas, we kind of took the the framework of Friday the 13th, where these kids go to this cabin that's on this lake and are killed off one. We decided to take that idea and make it around Christmas and around the holiday season. And with this movie, all of the deaths have something to do with the holiday season um, or something that has to do with a wintry death or, you know, a Christmas present or something like that. And that's how we wanted to have fun with Dismembering Christmas. Why did we choose this genre? Well, I've always wanted to make slasher films. I've been making the last four years and I've loved every single minute of it from writing the script to picking out the cast to figuring out who your crew is going to be, to filming, to making your own practical effects. There's just something about slasher movies that it's something that I've always grown up on, that I've known from a very young age that this is the kind of movies that I wanted to make because these are the kind of movies I like to watch. The kind of uh, going into the, the video store as a kid and looking at like, the old VHS tapes and looking back and the, the hand-drawn covers and the the gore effects and kind of the, the misleading titles and the misleading pictures. And all of this is just so much fun. It's some of the, the best memories of my life were going to the video store as a kid picking out exactly the kind of movie that I want to watch and just bringing up a bunch of really gory slashers and just to take them home and watch them with friends. And these were the kind of movies that I always had a blast watching. And now for kind of a new generation, these are the kind of movies that I want to make. 
When it came to promoting our film on Kickstarter, uh, we knew that we always had to do crowdfunding, uh, mostly for the fact, you know, we couldn't come up with our budget ourselves, you know. Not all of us kind of have, you know, $10,000 just sitting, you know, in our back pockets that say, hey, let's make a movie. So we, we were out there, we had made three short films before, as well as one feature, and we've always had success with with funding our films before. And with that, we tried to build audience with our first slasher film, Don't Go to the Reunion. And with that movie, we kind of wanted to, to push our, our boundaries and say like, okay, well, what, what can we accomplish and what can we make and what can, what can we do in a slasher film? And with Dismembering Christmas, we want to take that one step further. And we really try to push that with our Kickstarter to say that, you know, this is a holiday horror movie and it's going to have bloody grisly deaths and there's going to be all of this stuff happening and people are going to be, you know, dismembered and there's going to be war and people are just going to have a lot of fun. And we try to sell that fun as much as we could on all of the pages for all of our movies because nowadays in and social media is key and that's how you're going to build an audience and that's the audience that you need to know is that audience that's out there that wants to take a part of your film because they know at the end of the day that that these are the movies that they want to see and they're going to support the movies that they want to see and they're also going to support the people out there that they think are making the movies that that they want and what they want to do with the genre and it's something that you're, you don't see very often today with, with Hollywood filmmaking, which is really sad, but it's up to the indie film, filmmakers to really kind of take it upon themselves and do what they can with the material. Filming, la- well, actually production ran for about a year, uh, from Dece- December of 2013 is when we started our first rough draft of the script. We worked on the script for about six months, and in May of 2014, we started to do an open casting call through May and June, and we started, well, we had our our cast complete by the end of June. July 1st was when we started our Dismembering Christmas Kickstarter campaign, because we wanted to do a whole Christmas in July themed, uh, you know, for our, our Kickstarter to just kind of have some fun and give away some cool Christmas goodies. Um, it, it was, it was a long stretch after that. I know that our, our Kickstarter ended on August 15th. And so we had four months of, of pre-production after our Kickstarter ended to just kind of fine tune the script, get the props, get the crew we needed, find our central location, just kind of get all of these moments that we needed for our movie done. And what we, pretty much all of the, the, the nuts and the bolts behind the movie. Uh, you know, how, how are we going to shoot this? What are you going to do? Uh, how are you, you know, going to manage your effects, which were all done in house. We wanted to for sure do practical effects. So it was just kind of, um, ironing all that out for pre-production. For how long our, our filming took, our film, our shoot ran two weeks. Uh, it was, it was a 14 day shoot. Well, technically 13 days because it was, I believe it was seven days, no wait, seven days on, one day off, six days on. I believe that that was how our, our shooting schedule ran. So we had, we, we, we had a break in between that where everyone kind of just needed a day off from horror. Um, I, I could go my entire life of just kind of swimming in the genre, but I know not everyone's like me. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a 13 day shoot, um, over two weeks in January in Northern Wisconsin.
problems during filming. Our biggest problem was the roads. Um, you know, you're filming northern Wisconsin. There's going to be a lot of snow. The roads are going to be bad. This place is out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it was scary. We had two times where we had to call a tow truck, get people out of ditches. And another probably 10 times on top of that, that we had to kind of figure out, oh, well, what are we going to do, you know, for people that are stuck in a ditch? It was scary at the end of the day. And luckily, that was me in the kind of the first couple days of shooting, and we weren't sure how we were going to get past that. But luckily, we did. Once we got past that, the filming itself was fairly easy with the exception of the the brutal, brutal cold weather. So I guess it couldn't have been too easy. There were several days where the high was below zero and you're shooting outside during the day and it's it's bitter cold and you don't know what you're going to do or how you're going to survive. But you just manage because at the end of the day, you have to. So how are you going to go about promoting your film? When it comes to promoting your film, at the end of the day, all you can do is put yourself out there. Use social media as much as possible, whether it be Facebook, Tumblr, or Instagram. You really can't promote your movie enough. Uh, really, how I, I just tell everyone, you'd rather have people be sick of you about your movie as opposed to not knowing that your movie even exists. So put yourself out there. Just make sure that everyone knows what's going on in in your life as regards to your art. You know, people want to know. People really do care. And if they're, you know, friends or family or, you know, just kind of, you know, online acquaintances, you people in your life that are going to be kind of involved in your work. So that's what's really important is to try to kind of figure that out and find the, the, the balance and the friends and family that are are going to not only help you out, but be supportive because there are a lot of people out there who either don't understand this or don't want to support the arts in general. And it's, it's, it's hard that that right balance. Um, what advice would I give to people as opposed to uh, creating life with film? Uh, that That's a question. Make a movie that you yourself would want to see. Make a movie that you care about, that you can either relate to or has cares in it that are a part of your life or that you or somebody you know can draw upon. Because people want that. People want something in their art that they hey, like I know somebody who's like that or I'm familiar with this. And if you don't do that approach, then give somebody something that they've never seen before, which also works. You know, it's just kind of finding that balance in between the two of making it work for you and creating something that's also new and original because it doesn't have to be completely, you know, recycled material but at the end of the day it also doesn't have to be something that has never been done before it's just you know finding the balance between the two that that really works what films are inspiring for me i love holiday horror uh whether it be friday the 13th whether it be black christmas uh you know just all of them uh yeah halloween friday the 13th black christmas um, there's probably a ton more that for whatever reason, I'm just kind of blanking on the title. Oh yeah. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, Christmas Evil, Trick or Treat. There's just a ton out there. I just love movies that take uh, the holiday or take a familiar event that a lot of people celebrate and kind of bring a, a horror element to that. I think that there's something, uh, new and original and just, 
fun and kind of creepy about doing that. And if if it's done well, I think it can be really scary as hell. Um, how do you keep it fresh? At the end of the day, this is 2015. Movies have been around for a hundred years, and there's going to be a lot of concepts that have been done before, and that's okay. You know, there are a lot of familiar elements in just about all kinds of art, but if you can take those familiar elements and see what kind of spin you can take on them, uh, if you're the horror genre like I am, you know, do a creative depth, have fun characters. Uh, do an original setting. There, there's lots of stuff that you can do, and I think that too many people use kind of the excuse of, oh, well, it's all been done before, so, you know, let's just do a remake or do a sequel. No, that's not necessarily the case. There is something to be said for just having fun that familiar material and bringing your own spin onto it. So don't just say that, you know, hey, it's all been done before because it hasn't. There's ideas out there that you can definitely have fun with. Uh, planned release date for this remembering Christmas. We're looking at early fall right now. We're probably going to have more details coming this summer. So make sure to like dismembering us on Facebook, uh, and also on Twitter. We also have slashrestudios.com where you can find out more information about Dismembering Christmas or, or you can also buy our first slasher, uh, Don't Go to the Reunion. And that DVD also includes all three of our, uh, slasher short films, Blood Brothers, Teddy, as well as Popularity Killer. So lots of, lots of good stuff there. And yeah, just follow us. Uh, we're going to have more details coming this summer as well as a sneak peek and our teaser trailer, which should be coming within the next week or two. So that's something to also keep in mind uh how we're going to be um releasing this film is we we do nothing but um uh self-distribution so we're going to be releasing this film on dvd as well as limited edition blu-ray and limited edition vhs for those horror fans out there who kind of want a taste of the the 80s old school horror film so yeah we're going to be selling all of those we're probably going to be hitting up some horror cons and some film festivals so make sure to kind of check those out we're going to kind of be everywhere with this film and you'll be able to buy it online we're going to have it for sale on amazon.com at least the DVD. We only, we're only going to have a limited run of the Blu-rays. We currently have the movie on Indiegogo right now, where you cool uh, backer awards. So check out Dismembering Christmas at Indiegogo, and we'll also have the movie when it's eventually released on video on demand on Amazon. Make sure to check that out as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. We think that if you like holiday horror films, you're really going to find a lot to like here and. We're just excited to kind of get the reach of horror fans, see what they have to say about this, because it's going to be a bloody blast, and we hope that you have as much fun watching it as we did making it, because we really did have a blast. So thank you guys for all of the support. It really means a lot to us, and we can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about the movie. So talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Thanks for that, and I hope you found listening to that interview interesting. You can find out more about that film and their other work and some written reviews of other movies on their website, slasherstudios.com. As a reminder, you can find and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. We are listed in the iTunes podcast directory. If you have any suggestions for the next episode or just this podcast in general, then you can email me at lovehorrorpodcast at yahoo.co.uk. That's lovehorrorpodcast, all one word, without a question mark, lovehorrorpodcast 
at yahoo.co.uk. And a reminder, I'll be back next week with some more trivia from Friday the 13th. Thanks for tuning in.